0: What do you see as some of the biggest mistakes, you know, entrepreneurs would make when starting to build a community? So one of the biggest issues is like, how do you keep those individuals
1: engaged enough that like, hey, we actually have a problem. Let's go solve it together. And we would want
0: you to be a part of that team. What you do create a community is let the people in the community decide what type of content is being shared in the community. Is that what you're saying? Now I'm going to ask a confusing question and there's no right or wrong answer to this. Just want to see where this would go. Very, very good question. Now, what does building communities, hiring the right talents and keeping them engaged all have in common? Now, this is a question that we're about to answer in my session with Kyle Lazarko. And in this episode, I had a powerful coaching session with Kyle where he gained a brilliant insight at the end. And if you are right now an aspiring tech founder, or upgrade your own tech team, this will be an episode that you will enjoy. So listen all the way to the end and let's get it. Welcome to the show, brother.
1: Thanks. Do you know, you got always get excited, you know, popping right in the middle
0: of the clock, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is, you know, it is. You know, one of the I'm excited about this um, conversation is that you're my first, you're my first guest who's literally about 13 hours away from me. So this is super exciting. What's the time now, now where you are, Kyle?
1: It is 5 p.m. Like I'm ready, another, you know, seven hours, I'm ready for bed and it
0: looks like you're just waking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just waking up. It's literally 7, 7 a.m. right here in China right now. And let's let's kick things off with your story, man. You have a very interesting project that you're working on. So tell, tell me, where did that entrepreneurial spirit actually start? And it's great to see both of us as being a part of the European Entrepreneurial Academy. I didn't even realize that until I did a bit of research. So tell me, where did your entrepreneurial story start? So it's very interesting. It started when I was very young. Um, I was about 13
1: years old, and I started as like an average, you know, teen. Let's let's start our own long care business. And very first year, I ran that long care business. Um, it was myself and one of my best friends. We were full time the entire summer. We um, never stopped working. We hustled, hustled. That's where the next summer came along. I'm like, what is it truly like to run a business? And it's about mm-hmm. being about being a CEO. And being directive to your staff. So I ended up hiring six high like junior high staff or junior high staff members um, that worked alongside of us. So I pretty much ran a team the entire summer. I was a sales guy doing the door knocking, emails, phone calls, payment collection, you know, all my staff the lawn cutting or you know, doing the gardening. Like we were doing a whole bunch of stuff for these clients. Um, that's kind of where it started was like there's so much more in business than you know working a nine- to five job like I, the nine to fives are great you can learn and there's lots of opportunities but that's where i found my my direction in the entrepreneurship was you know you could be that big leader and teach people how to do it and to be that better person
0: mm, yeah you know I, I like when you you said that you know a nine to five there's nothing wrong with a nine- to-five job and that's something that i would like to keep on reminding others as well because sometimes when people think about wanting to get into entrepreneurship, they throw shade on people who's working to 95, but there's a lot of value that you can learn from there. And it's crazy, man. At 13, you're leading a team of six. Yeah, you're so young. Where did that come from? Yeah, where did that, that idea, what sparked that idea motivate that that drive from 13 years old? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Very interesting. I don't, excuse me, I'm not too sure exactly where it
1: came from, but it's a lot of YouTubes. Like I was always on YouTube, always hunting stuff down, always learning something new. And I Honestly, you can honestly say that it came down from always taking the opportunity to grow. I was never the guy that was like, hey, I'm finally like good. I know what I know. I'm never going to let someone teach me. I always went to, you know, even community leaders be like, hey, what did you do and how did you get there? What were those strategies or, mm-hmm. you know, Aspects that you know you would recommend to me to do. So I was always a wonder, you know, like how can I grow better as a person, and that's why I did at thirteen. That's how I you know started learning. You know, how do you interview staff? How do you find the right staff? Um, personality traits, personality traits work great right in the in in that type of company that you're running. So it's, it's just always learning and never
0: stop learning. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's really a, a powerful mindset to have as a CEO, you know, that, that that mindset of always burning and being hungry to grow. And who are some of the YouTubers you are, you are looking at at 13 years old? I'm curious. Who are some of your favorites? At, at
1: 13, I'll be completely honest. I can't recall, but there are some, lo- some local community members. I could give them a shout out to like Jed Sinan. He's been my mentor for over 10 years now. Um, I could always shoot him a call. Like, hey, man, I'm dealing with this contractor. I got this type of client. How, how would you go about it, you know, in, type, in terms of problem solving? So I've always built those strategies, and, you know, closing deals or fighting the deals. And he's the one local community member who's
0: always stood by my back. And, 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 you know, one thing I'm, I'm learning from your you sharing your story is how vital, you know, community building is for you, even through your story. You mentioned it in your LinkedIn bio, and we can see it you know, coming up to your story. And one thing as an entrepreneur, sometimes when we're just starting is trying to do it all on ourselves. When did you had that insight around the value of community building and, and where, where if we have an example that you can share, that would be good as well. That really drove that home. Yeah, like honestly, as I was 16 years old, I actually
1: remember the date is September 1st, 2016. That's when I started my, third company lakeshore importers and i went on a strategy as a youtube video again you know talking about community and letting actually community clients talk to each other so i built it like this facebook you know just created it and i'm like hey friends like i'm starting this company i'm importing goods trying to save you money it's almost like a drop shipping company but not drop shipping so very similar um and i grew that company over the past five six years to over five thousand members on zero dollar advertising so the community members, it wasn't just like for me to sell or for me to do this or for me to do that. It was more so like, hey guys, like you know we're raising money for you know the local community. You know this person's doing that. Let's let's help them out and let's support them. But it also allows you know community me- members if they have questions they could ask each other. So it gave the feel to these individuals like, I'm a part of what you're building, and that is actually something you know those same individuals even though I don't run that company full time anymore those same individuals follow me to this day. So I had like another lady message me yesterday. She asked me questions while I was doing it. She's like, oh, I would love to work with you. So it's, it's the community that like, they know who you are, it creates that trust and credibility based off of what we've done in the past. So that's why I like, you know, see lots of big YouTubers. They built communities very similar, you know, sorry, Facebook. Great. started some type of community in the background.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And that right there is the power of community. Yeah, even though there are people who would be in your community may not be your direct clients, but they would know people who know people, and that type of trust is so right. invaluable. And you know, I can see that you're you have a really grasp on building communities, and some of the listeners so some of the CEOs here who's listening as well may even want to create a community of their own. So my question for you would be: What, what do you see as somebody? biggest mistake you know entrepreneurs would make when starting to build a community what are some of the biggest mistakes you see from your experience very good question I would say it's more so
1: community engagement it's letting people like I was very restrictive like because I was still a business like I couldn't just let anyone post or anyone comment or anyone to you know communicate with another member it was very very more specific to you know if if I personally had you know a fundraiser I'd like to support or, you know, another user need help. They would just ask that question. But I would completely 100% open it up to the community. Let the community decide what to post on or within that community. So it's almost like how a lot of, you know, CEOs open source the code. Open source the community. Let other people come in. Let the people decide what they want to see or how they want to see it.
0: So it's about being more open. Mm, mm. So what I'm hearing is that when you do create a community is let the people in the community decide what type of content is being shared in the community is that what you're saying yeah correct correct Mm -hmm. and how would you it how would you suggest that they incentivize those type of action is there any strategy or tactic that you use when you start a community to to get that going funny enough it's
1: something I did was like, if someone wanted like my support on, you know, an order, what I would do is be like, I, I I'd already know my background is like, you, you're not the only one that has that question. I would answer it to you over email, but if you don't mind, take the 15 seconds, post on the group too. So when she posts on the group, I could answer it to the entire community and everyone's, and I've had that happen lines where people call, oh, I had the same question or I had the same question. And, you know, it just, it bounces and it answers the question instead of having 40 emails. You have one post that answers everyone's question.
0: Yeah, 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 that's a cool idea because most often if you're serving a, a group of people and you know they, they're looking for to you for the answers privately, you can actually have them share that in the community, answer it in the community, and more likely you may kill ten birds with one stone. Yeah, that's that's genius. That's genius. That is that is like one rule that I've learned in
1: entrepreneurship is like. If someone's asking you a question, there's a guarantee that someone else has the same question as well. Right? It's like very, very similar. Like when you're trying to do a startup, if if one person has the
0: problem, there's probably someone else that has the problem too. Right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Most certainly. Most certainly. And and talking about problem, what what I want to do in this segment is work through a problem that you're currently facing as a CEO. Yeah. What I'll be doing, I'll be asking you some powerful questions and we'll just work through this problem. It could be any problem. And if you don't feel comfortable answering any particular question as a result of personal or professional reasons, that is totally fine. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. Awesome. Let's get it. Now, Kyle, if we had to have a truly extraordinary conversation today, what is an issue or challenge we would need to work through right now that you're having? What is personally or professional as as a CEO?
1: As much as I've learned how to find the right staff for a company, it's how to create the right engagement for those for, for those staff to stay around. So, for example, I, as you previously said, I was part of the EIA program. I made I met a whole bunch, you know, devs and marketing people. But by the end of the program, no one wanted to continue with the project. But but my co-founder here in Calgary. So one of the biggest issues is like how how do you keep those individuals engaged enough that like hey, we actually have a problem. Let's go solve it together. And we would want you to be a part of that team. That is the biggest issue is just trying to get them to that point.
0: Mm. Mm. So what I'm hearing here is, the question is, how do you create the right engagement so that you can get the staff to stay around? Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm. It's enough a problem. Yeah. And uh, what would you say is the problem specifically? What's the problem? Finding it's it's finding the right staff to stay with you during the startup mm-hmm. process.
1: So we could always you know, to, we could always you know go ahead and you know hire twenty different individuals to do all these jobs, but by the end of the day, if they're not engaged and not driven enough to be with the company, there it's you to have high turnover, right? Hmm.
0: So I'm, I'm hearing two things here, and I want to help me clarify. So there's one, finding the right staff or having the right staff staying. W- which one do you feel is most important for this discussion right now? Let's let's go with the right staff. I think that's a good,
1: okay. good opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what has worked really well for you in finding the right staff in the past?
1: Honestly, it, it' really sad to say, but pay pay does follow the right staff and high enough skill sets to get the jobs done. But working in a startup, you can't be paying you know sixty bucks an hour, eighty bucks an hour to find those high levelled skilled
0: individuals. Mm. Mm. So what, what I'm simply hearing is that you know salary has been a competitive competitive edge in finding the right staff. As higher salary mean higher skill set, is that what you're saying? Correct. Now, I'm going to ask a confusing question, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. Just want to see where this would go. Yeah? Now, aside from salary, what is everything else you haven't been paying attention to that is important to finding the right staff? Very good question. Very,
1: very good question. Let me sit on that question. Let me let's come back to that.
0: You want me to move to the next question, Dio? Then we'll we'll go well, back well, to that. I question. want to. I, to I, I, I want to. Ch- I, I want to. I want to challenge you here. I want to challenge you guys. Yeah. It's okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's 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 stay on this question for a while. As I said, there's no right or wrong answer. Just let's just see where it goes. Yeah. Now, aside from salary. What would you say is everything else you haven't been paying attention to that is important to find in the right staff? Uh, I actually Thank really, you. really good question. Now, now, I, now
1: I see it. Um, I do believe it is, actually what I said, think about this is it's the drive of someone's willingness to learn. So I, I can tell you a story about this. Like I had an applicant yesterday, like she doesn't have any of the skill sets I need, but she always continues to say like, she would love to learn. She would always like to go up and learn. Um, and she would take the time to learn.
0: So yeah. yeah. The drive and willingness to learn. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like you just got an insight. Yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like when, when I, I go back to when I was younger, um, I always took mm-hmm. that step forward like hey let's go and learn and, and let's go ask questions but mm-hmm. uh, now I'm saying like there are other individuals like that and they could be even older than me that you know had that you know flick in the brain like maybe that's what we should do I should go out there and like try to learn from these people not ask for the highest wage but learn so I could build those sc- mm-hmm. skill sets
0: yeah mm-hmm. and now no, no, knowing this how would you need to start being different than how you've been, Kyle? Moving forward. Very good question as well.
1: Um, <laughs> I th- I do believe it comes down to actually. I know it comes down to being more open with that diversity of individuals that both apply for jobs and their ideas that they want to bring to the table. Because, of course, you know, I know I only know so much. And there's always people that have different you know, skill sets or even ideas, like simply ideas. It could even be the best idea that could help build a company up.
0: Yeah. And it, it looked like the quality that you're looking in from the right staff is the same quality you had at 13. Yes and no. Um, so the
1: staff I was looking at for 13 was like, hey, just go do this job. Right, it, it's very last game. You, know, you
0: get a lot more. Wait, let me let me let me let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. I, the the kind of people you're looking for is people who like you when you were thirty, not the staff that you hire.
1: Sorry, you're, I, mean, I don't understand your question.
0: <laughs> what what else, it looks like the the type of person, the qualities that you're looking for in the right staff is the same qualities yeah. that you personally had when you were thirty. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. So it's
1: about changing those qualities. So now I'm looking for other people like me that are willing to grow and
0: learn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when we started the conversation, we started around the issue of finding the right staff. Yeah. And then we asked a very confusing question that opened up a, a rabbit hole around, you know, instead of looking for that salary incentive, because we can focus on you know those who actually are open to grow and learn, yeah. Now let me ask you this: What was your biggest insight from the entire conversation so far?
1: It's certainly a different strategy that I will be implementing. I'm going to like, I'm actually hiring staff now. Still going into those interviews and looking for those people that have have the curiosity to learn. So instead of be like, you have these skill sets, go get the job done, like I previously have. It's more like, are they willing to, you know, ask questions about, you know, more about what we do or how we do it and how we could grow from it or what else can they do to be better at what they do.
0: Mm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And what would change? What would change when you start doing this? What would be the biggest change you think? I I know
1: I probably would get a larger pool of people. So, it's not just those individuals that, you know, just looking for this person that does this. You know, I could also you know scouted in similar roles. You know, someone might have been in this role, might match with this, but they might have a better insight into it and be willingness to, you know, learn it and then compare those two to get a
0: better idea outside of it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's very interesting. I actually had an interview with um, uh, somebody who I want to bring on to my team yesterday. So it was, it's great to have this conversation with you, and it kind of reaffirmed my decision. So I want to thank you for that as well. Now, those who are listening, I know that you grabbed your own insight from this conversation as Kyle was working through, you know, his strategy for bringing on the right person. And that was really valuable to me personally, so I hope that that was valuable to you. So if you had that nugget, just leave us a comment or even reach out to Kyle and, yeah, and give him that appreciation. Now, what I want to do with this segment, Kyle, Kyle, I want to do something a bit fun. Yeah, what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you some quick questions. Yeah, and these is either yes or no. Yeah, there's no in between. Are you ready for this?
1: <laughs>
0: that will be tough, but let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's go. hope you don't have any haters at the end of this one, but it will be fun. <laughs> okay. Do you do you think entrepreneurship can be taught? Yes or no?
1: Yep. Yes. mm mm-hmm.
0: Is failure necessary for growth? Yes or no? Yes. Are free perks and benefits worth it? In what consideration? Like free perks and benefits on your journey as an entrepreneur? Yes. (laughs) Is work-life balance achievable as a founder? One hundred percent, yes. <laughs> should tech CEOs be on social media?
1: They shouldn't just be on social media. They should be on social media on every platform, every single day.
0: So, yes. <laughs> Are mastermind groups worth it? See, it's a
1: yes or no question, and sadly, that depends. I can't say yes or no to yes that one. No, you have a mastermind yes groups. <laughs> I got answered answer, depends. I can't answer yes or no on that. There's two-way factors. Oh, You're breaking you, you,
0: you break, you break the rules. Is it a you got it the world or Yes or no? Let's say yes, then. <laughs> the problem, but yes. Okay. Do you speed read? Sorry? Do you speed read? Speed reel? Speed read, sorry.
1: Well, speed read. Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: Have you pulled an all night in the last month? I have not. Do you have a daily routine? Yes. Do you believe there's one way to lead? Say that again, sir. Do you believe there is one way to lead? No. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable insight, Kyle. And if this was your very last moment on the planet, and you had one message, one message you love to leave to those that are listening, what would that message be? Grow to be a leader to help others. Yeah. One straight sentence. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And how can those who are listening get connected to you and your work, whether investors, partners, employees, or can they reach out to Kyle? As I said, social media. So you can find me on
1: Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's like that prime spot where you can find everything I'm doing, You know, with all my business, the updates with the business, all of our AI tech that we're building. Follow me on LinkedIn. Shoot me a message. And just ask for a 15-minute conversation. Always love to meet other people, figure out their strategies,
0: and ask questions. Awesome. Awesome. This is Kyle Lazarco, my friends listen closely stay connected and reach out to him i'll leave all this information in the show notes so that you can continue the conversation and maybe he can share even more Wrong in you know, this little game that we have played as well thank you so much kyle for showing up and share paul thank you dino for all the questions you've heard the stories and strategies of today's top tech ceos but where do you fit in What's your unique superpower as a founder? Now take off free CEO type quiz to unlock your leadership blueprint and gain insights to maximize your potential. Now go to levelupwithdino.com and take just three minutes to complete this quiz. Instantly receive a detailed report revealing your CEO type, along with a personalized three-phase plan for achieving abundance and freedom on your term. Are you a visionary, a driver, an analyst, community builder? or self-improver? Take the quiz now and own your entrepreneurial journey. Discover what makes you tick as a founder and learn to lead from your sweet spot for success. That's www.levelupwithdino.com Spelling matters. Make sure you get it right. Take the quiz and start leading on your term, your way. This is your key to freedom and go and get it. Levelupwithdino.com